0: Hey, Amen. You guys can be seated. Uh, I got a few presents to deliver, a few things to drop off. Uh, Miss Lisa got you a Susie Talks-A-Lot doll right there. Anybody ever had a Susie Talks-A-Lot doll before? Anybody? Nobody raised their hand. I'm not sure if that's a real thing or if it's from Buddy the Elf, but I'm, I'm going to use it right now. Um, right now I got uh, some new Air Jordans for Mr. Tim. There you go. I Well, that's your style right there. Gonna do that and run over here and grab this one and some new uh, drumsticks for Dustin. Thanks so much for all that you do, man, on the drums. And then for Keaton, got you some shine for the boots, right? Ah. And so this is just where we're at a lot of times this time of year. Uh, I feel like there's so much to do, so many things going on, so many things to get. As we've sung about, talked about this morning, that oftentimes we, we pray and ask and seek to be in God's presence. But it's uh, really like these types of gifts and presents that end up... They just end up taking up way too much of our time. We end up getting caught up in all the busyness and leaves you like short of breath. And you're like, like can, you, can you hear it? Can you feel it? Like, just, just tired. Like, the busyness is just here. My name is Grant, one of the pastors here. Thankful to be here with you guys this morning. Uh, Last week, uh, we began our Christmas Advent series uh, entitled Come On Christmas. Uh, Todd opened us up with that. He talked about gifts, talked about the kind of gifts um, that we give, and what's the heart behind them? What's the motive behind them? What kind of gifts are we giving this Christmas season? Also, we hope that you were able to pick up one of our Christmas kits and take part in our Advent reading plan. It's not too late to jump into that to take time in the Word of God each and every day. I invite you to pick up one of those red boxes if you haven't already on your way out. Uh, but Todd last week talked about gift giving and how we how we can give with glad and sincere hearts. Uh, busyness we all find ourselves in it in some way, shape, or form. This season brings about a lot of busyness, a lot of busyness, and so I invite you guys to ask yourself and just kind of think um, to yourself what is it that's causing your busyness right now? What is it that just has you running ragged like you cannot keep up with all that's taking place? And is it healthy or unhealthy? And I I would even say that some of us we run to busyness we want to stay busy because it keeps us from facing certain things. We say if I can just keep Doing these things. If I can stay busy with this, I don't have to face that. That I don't actually have to face this truth. But our main idea this morning, main takeaway this morning, is that we will remember this stop the busyness and simply come to Jesus. Stop the busyness and come to Jesus. What is it that's causing your busyness? Are you resting? Are you stopping? Are you pausing? I invite you to turn to Luke chapter 10. Uh, Use uh, your copy of God's Word to turn to Luke chapter 10. You can use um, a copy of God's Word. If you do not have one, it can can be found in the seat uh, in front of you. If you're watching online, we say hello to you as well. You can use whatever tablet, phone, device that you use to read God's Word also. Uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through uh, 42 is where we will find ourselves this morning. Uh, Earlier uh, this uh, year in the fall, we went through a, a series going through the Sermon on the Mount. Um, We find ourselves in Luke chapter 10 a little bit past that time. Uh, Jesus' ministry is underway. He's called his disciples. Him and his disciples are going from village to village, town to town, city to to city, uh, teaching truth. Uh, Jesus is teaching. And at this time, we have people who are coming to listen to Jesus. And we have people who are coming to follow Jesus as well. And so we see here, um, uh, verse 38 is where our story picks up this morning. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. You can read it uh, along with me. It will be up on the screen. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, Doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, verse 41, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. Verse 42, there is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. So Jesus and and the disciples come up to this village. Uh, they're going from village to village, and it's Martha, um, Martha, Mary, two sisters here. It's Martha that comes out uh, to welcome them. Now, there's people all over that would have already heard of Jesus, heard of his ministry, heard that he was uh, going from town to town teaching. And so Martha runs out and welcomes them into their home, welcomes Jesus and the disciples. So, Martha's having Jesus over uh, to the house, and so she's busy working to prepare everything for dinner. She's trying to be a good host. She's got a couple casserole dishes in the oven. She's bra- uh, baking fresh baked bread. Uh, she's got that going on. She's getting uh, uh, all of her fancy plates out because when you have some, some company over, you got to get the fancy plates, right? And so she's getting those out, uh, the nice dishes. And then she's got both the Roombas going right now, trying to get the house spotless. Like, she is on it. Like, she's busy working on the house. She's trying to do her best, which is understandable that when we have people over, we want the house to look clean. We want the house to be presentable. Uh, Me and my wife, Ashley, when we have people over, we try to clean up the house, put things in drawers, put things in closets, put things on shelves, try to hide the kids in a few closets to make sure they don't make any noise. So we're trying to make it as presentable as possible. Meanwhile, Mary isn't working on the house. We find her sitting at the feet of Jesus, and she's listening to every word that he has to say. Martha notices her sister and she gets upset, like a common sibling would. They like to get mad at each other, call out each other's faults. Her sister isn't helping, and she says something to Jesus. She says, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. She's saying, look at me and what I'm doing. She uses the word unfair. And she says, she's doing all the work. My sister isn't doing anything. Look at me. And Jesus says, Martha, 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 you are worried about all of these details. You're worried about getting the table set and the food prepared. Making sure the house is just right and in pristine order, looking great. But that's not what you ought to be doing. He says in verse 42, it'll be up on the screen. There's only one thing, only one thing worth being concerned about. And you may be like Martha. Okay, Jesus says this is only one thing worth being concerned about. And Martha's got to be thinking, like, I'm, I'm, I'm working on the house. I'm doing this. I'm staying busy. And she's like, what could be more important than my honey-baked ham right now? I'm doing all the details on it. It's got to look good. It's got to taste so good. Jesus is here. And then we see in verse 42 that there's only one thing worth being concerned about. And this can also be translated into into saying the the good thing. There's only a good portion worth being uh, worried about. That which is better, and it will not be taken away from her, is what Jesus said. She has stopped to rest. She has stopped to sit. She has stopped to listen to the Lord. And Jesus is saying it is a good thing. She has chosen that which is better. She has chosen that which is better, for it is good. And Jesus is saying that it's important to stop and sit at his feet. Are we doing the same? Now, we, we can look at Martha. She wasn't doing anything evil. She wasn't like coming up with some... Uh, mad plan or bad plan. She wasn't doing anything sinister. She was just cleaning the house, cleaning her home. Uh, Jesus says that Mary has chosen the better portion. They both were good. Mary's was just better. And so Mary had chosen the better. She wasn't doing bad stuff, uh, but it's important for us to note here that, that we see that busyness, busyness can be a problem. Sure, there's times at work where we gotta be busy. There's times at home where we gotta be busy. There's times out in the yard that we gotta be busy. Times during this season, this Christmas season, where we may find ourselves being busy. But there's also times to not be busy. There's also times to stop. There's times to stop. And if we remember, it was, it was Martha that went out to Jesus and, and the disciples and invited them to their home. Later on in the story of Martha and Mary, they have a brother named Lazarus. Lazarus passes away, and as Jesus comes towards the village to meet them, it's Martha that runs out there to welcome Jesus. And we see when Martha goes to Mary and says, hey, Jesus is here, she doesn't say Jesus is, is here, she says the teacher is here. She knows who Jesus is, she recognizes who Jesus is. But Jesus is saying it's more important To sit at my feet and listen to my words. Martha wasn't where she needed to be. She wasn't doing what she ought to be doing. And sometimes for us, just to sit still, just to listen to Jesus, it can be hard. It can be really, really difficult. There are so many noises around us. So many noises, so many distractions taking place. We find ourselves always staying busy, running around, making sure this gets done, uh, making sure uh, we are able to run this errand. I have to get my kids to all their practices. I have to sign up for this activity. Make sure we go and do this and make sure we attend this during this time of year. Just busyness. But we see in this story that Jesus is happy with the one who chooses to sit at his feet and listen to his words. And it's important to note that busy doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that we're just busy with our hands, that we're doing, doing, doing. Sometimes it can mean with our mind, with our thoughts, what is running through your head, what is running through your mind. Your mind can be busy. You let other things take uh, take up more than they should. You have eight different shopping lists. You may be thinking of some stuff right now. Man, I need to make sure I go do this. I need to make sure I get this off my to-do list. Make sure I do this and get this knocked out. You may be wondering, did I hit the DVR to record Yellowstone? I have no idea. Maybe you can uh, catch up on it later. The thing is, you have plenty of free time. We have plenty of free time, but we don't always prioritize that time. We prioritize other things in the wrong place. Uh, Nick talked about this this past Wednesday with our students. Um, he's been taking our students, uh, HCSM, on Wednesday nights through a series called Issues. And it talks about how I got issues, you got issues, uh, we all have issues. Uh, and the one thing he talked about this past week was time, how kids, uh, students, and you know we're just as guilty adults of not managing our time well. And he shared this quote, and it says, If the devil can't make us really bad, then he'll try to make us really busy the devil can't make us really bad, then he'll try to make us really busy. And you may be thinking, well, what can busyness lead to? What's so bad about busyness? Busyness can lead to anxiety, can lead to bad attitudes. We see it in Martha that it leads to her being upset, calling things unfair. Causes us to lose focus and leads to other issues and problems. We lose focus of what's important. Other things get mistrewed. And our priorities are not what they need to be, especially when we get caught up in not focusing on Jesus. It simply pulls us away from Jesus. Stop the busyness, come to Jesus. And we stop the busyness and come to Jesus. When you look at this story, when you look at the story of Mary and Martha, where would you find yourself? Who would you relate to more? Do you find yourselves acting more like Martha or acting more like Mary? Jesus comes to have a relationship with us. But what are we doing? What are you doing? One author writes that there are are, um, a few different types of people. He says there's three different types of people that we can take away from the story. Number one, there are people that are like Mary. They know how to serve, but they also know how to sit at the feet of Jesus. They serve, but they also know how to sit and spend time with Jesus. He said, number two, there are people like Martha. they work to serve God, but their priorities aren't right. they have an attitude and it may not have started out that way. they may not have started following Jesus with an attitude, but it grew and it took place and they got things misconstrued uh, and they have an attitude of "Hey, look at me, I'm doing more, look at all that I'm doing. I'm the one working, I'm the one staying busy. And because of this, Martha becomes upset. People like Mary, people like Martha. And then third, he says that there are people who don't do either. They are not even in the house with Jesus. Their priorities are different, and they are too busy with their own pursuits. So I ask, where would you find yourself? Are you more of a Mary, more like Martha? Or are you not even in the house? Jesus comes to have a relationship with us. But what are we doing? What are you doing? Uh, I have found myself being more like Martha. Way too much. Way too much. Getting busy letting a to-do list be more important than just stopping and spending time with God, spending time with him. And I, Church, I'm sorry for that. And you're like, Grant, you work at a church. I'm like, yeah, I know it. It doesn't mean a thing. You can get busy doing other things just as easily as you can elsewhere. I have to be careful. I have to watch myself. And you may be asking, how how can you keep from being busy? How can I keep from being busy? I have a few very simple practical things that I'm going to throw up on the screen. You may have tried them before. You may be doing them now. But I invite you and encourage you just to try a few. Take a few swings at these things just to help you, your family, to help yourself out in managing your time and keeping away from staying busy. Uh, You're going to see upon the screen ways to keep from staying busy. Number one, make a schedule. Really, really simple. But make a schedule. Include time for work, family time, church, rest. Make a scheduled time for you to take a break. Make a scheduled time for you to rest, to spend time with God. Number two, again, schedule time with God. It's so important that we do this. Schedule time to read scripture, to pray, to sit quietly and listen to God. Schedule time with God. Third, make a to do list. Things you gotta get done. We all have them. We all sure. We, yeah, we got things that we have to knock off the list, make sure this gets take, uh, taken care of so we can go about our week. Make a to do list. And then number four, make a to don't list. Uh, Tom uh, Haverford and Parkinson Rec, he calls them uh, oh no no's. And so, like, if you're doing something you're not supposed to, that's like, that's an oh no no. And so, make yourself a to don't list. What do you mean? Don't overbook yourself. Don't do it. Don't binge watch TV. Uh, Josh, one of our pastors, he shared with me, uh, him and his wife were uh, checking out this thing uh, about uh, Netflix. It says, on Netflix, the average person spends 35 hours watching TV a week. 35 hours. Like, that's a work week. Here's the thing that blew my mind. Netflix said their only competition is sleep. It's not church, it's not time with God, it's not family time. Their only competition is sleep. Turn the screen off, limit screen time, whatever it takes, make it to don't list. Uh, We shared a... statistic with our students this past Wednesday about screen time Um, and when Nick was sharing this with our students it was based off uh, uh, students spending about two and a half hours a day on 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 some type of screen and so that adds up to 20 hours a week if you go online you can google I mean you probably google and find whatever you want to out there uh, these days but um, there's a uh, stat some show that people spend seven to eight hours of screen time a day things like that but this is just based off two and a half hours a day which adds up to about 20 hours a week. So you say a teenager from the age of 13 to 70, if they were to spend 20 hours a week of screen time, that equates to almost seven years of being on a screen. Like, what are we doing? We are making ourselves busy. We are running ourselves ragged. Seven years. Make a schedule. Schedule time with God. Make a to-do list and make a to-don't list. Be intentional. Be intentional with your time. Be the husband you're supposed to be. Be the wife you're called to be. Be the man of God, the woman of God that you are supposed to be. The child, the parent, the grandparent. Be intentional with your time. Do not let busyness get the better of you. Don't let it happen. Do not let it happen. Be intentional. And so we see when Jesus comes to this house, the two sisters find themselves in different situations. They both desire to be with Jesus. They both know of Jesus. Martha stays busy with the chores. Mary sits at Jesus' feet. Martha chooses to work on the house, and Mary chooses to work on her heart. Where do we find ourselves? Uh, Christmas this season, while it does cause busyness, uh, it's a season meant to celebrate the birth of Christ. God giving us his only son, God giving us the answer for our hearts. Our hearts are deceitful, we sin, we are rebellious, but God comes to us. Emmanuel, God with us. We sang about it this morning. God with us. Oh, you come to bring peace, to be loved, to be nearer to us. Oh, Emmanuel, God with us. Christmas, Jesus comes to be with us. This gift from God is given to us. This gift from God is given to us so we can put up a Christmas tree. No. This gift from God is given to us so we can spend a lot of money on presents. No, that's not it. This gift from God is given to us so that we can run ourselves ragging and make our schedules busy, go from this place to that place. No, that's not it. That is not why he came. Jesus was given to the world because we were broken. God loved you, us, me, we, all of us, the whole world. And he knew we were dead in our sins, that we were without hope. So God gives us Jesus. And that's what Christmas is. That's what we celebrate. We also long for his return. Christmas, Jesus comes, and he comes with offerings of peace, strength, joy, love, forgiveness, grace, hope. If we would just simply come to him, come to Jesus, God caused us to respond to him. And I hope that we would respond like Mary. Not like Martha. Not with busyness. Come and sit at the feet of Jesus. Stop with the busyness. He gives us a call to come to Him. And in return, He gives us grace, forgiveness, peace, rest. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. It's going to be up on the screen. It says, Therefore, He is able once and forever to save those who come to God through Him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. Commentary reads it uh, for this to draw near to an eternal God, we need an eternal priest. Insert Jesus. Jesus intercedes and appeals to God, appeals to God for us as our high priest of the new covenant and his intercession, him stepping in, him stepping in to take place of our sin, to offer us grace and forgiveness. It is never ending. He is interceding for us. John Piper writes this about Hebrews 7.25. He says it's saying this, Draw near to me, me being God, through him, him being Jesus. Draw near to God through Jesus. Draw near to me in confession, in prayer, in meditation, and trust, and praise. He says, come, I will not cast you out. For Christ is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus comes To make intercession for you and for me. And so we are given this invitation to come to him. To come to him. Many of you have already made this decision. There may be some of you sitting here this morning watching online that have not made this decision to follow Jesus. This invitation is for you. Romans 10.9 says you will be saved if you would confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And you will be saved. You can be saved this morning. That invitation is for you. And we are given, those following him are given an invitation to come to him. Keep coming to him. And what an offer that he gives to us. So this season, are you coming to him? Has the busyness got you all tied up? Are you running 90 miles an hour and don't have time to stop and spend time with Jesus? Sometimes we just need to stop and do what Mary did. Sit and rest at his feet. Sure, there's plenty to do around the house. Sure, there's plenty of things that I can be doing on my to-do list to keep me busy. But Mary chose the better part, the better portion. Are we doing this? Stop the busyness. May we come to Jesus. Don't let the busyness of your day-to-day life keep you from hearing the words of Jesus. Don't let it keep you from seeking out time with Him. We are told in the Word of God to find rest, to seek rest, to set aside time for peace, and to set aside time with God. Craig Groeschel writes that one of the foundational lies we've absorbed about the value of busyness is that it indicates our spiritual worth. In no way, shape, or form are we moving closer to God by staying busy. We have to be careful. We have to watch ourselves. Stop the countless things that are running you ragged. Some of you just need to exhale. Maybe some of us just need to lighten our load, remove some stuff, got too much on our plate. Remove stuff from our schedules. Start a to don't list. Don't fall into those traps. Luke 9.25 says, For what good does it do a person if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? We need to stop, rest, take a breath, Take a break. Take a Sabbath. God rested on the seventh day. Jesus took periods of rest and enjoyed time away and time alone with the Father. We are told to do the same, to rest, to enjoy peace. It's the way we are created and designed. Mark two twenty seven will be up on the screen. Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people, to meet the needs of us. The Sabbath was made and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. The Sabbath is given to us. It's a time of rest. It's a time to step away and spend time with God. So this Advent season, Christmas, God bids us come. As Jesus intercedes, as he appeals to God for us as our high priest. In the middle of the busyness, choose to be like Mary. When the busyness mounts, when the to-do list keeps growing, make time for Jesus. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22 22 will be up, uh, up on the screen. It says, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. Go to him with sincere hearts. Fully trusting him. Like I, I find myself guilty that I, when I make time for prayer, it, it may be like in the truck, like I'm driving, and I just say, hey God, I pray that you be with me and my family today. Or maybe while I'm actually doing an errand or doing a task, that I'm still doing stuff, that I'm still busy, and that's what I call time of praying to God. Just stop. The world keeps spinning. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to rest. It's okay to wait. This season, this time of year, it's fun. It's bright. I love to see all the Christmas lights going up. It's just a fun time, warm time, uh, literally warm time. You'd think it'd be cold right now, but it's not. It's 70 degrees today, um, but it, it's just a fun time. A lot going on, a lot taking place. Uh, there's a Christmas party for this, Christmas party for that, functions for this, functions for that, different things to attend. Uh, me, and my family, me and my family, we hope to try to make it out to the Christmas parade, enjoy that, maybe drive through, see some lights. And There's a lot that fills our schedule. There's a lot going on. Uh, you know, fighting traffic, uh, fighting for that closest uh, parking spot. I got a trophy for you. If you get it, I will uh, uh, award you with that. But there's just things that just cause us to, to get stacked up. Looking for the right gift, getting the right tree, putting the lights on the house, sending out one, two, three, or 50 Christmas cards, whatever it is you do. Watch all the Christmas movies, wrap the presents, and go back to Hobby Lobby for the fourth time. It's just, it's just what we do. This season can get busy really, really quick. You don't want to be dreading the busyness of Christmas over the next few weeks. I don't want you to do that. You don't want Christmas to come and go, and you look back and and be like, where did all the time go? Why didn't we just stop and rest? And by all means, there will be times of busyness. There's times where we got to get things done. But find time for His presence. And in His presence... And we find peace. So we're going to end things a little bit different this morning. Uh, last week, if you were here, we ended with a prayer. Uh, it's going to be up on the screen here in a moment. What we did last week is so we all prayed this prayer together. And we said amen. And when I say amen, what's going to take place is I'm going to walk off the stage. And we're just going to have a minute, 60 seconds of quiet, of rest. Of peace. Look, in, embrace the awkwardness. It may be a little awkward. but invite you just, just to embrace it. There's going to be 60 seconds. And then after that, the band's going to come up and they're going to close us out with a song. Enjoy this moment. May it be a moment of peace and rest. We're going to say this prayer. I invite you, you can repeat the prayer that's going to be up on the screen. You can take time to read the word of God. You can take time just to pray to God and say, God, thank you for sending your son. Make this A brief moment, a minute of just enjoying peace and rest. And I hope you'll do it again tomorrow. And a minute the day after that. And a couple more minutes the day after that. And a couple more minutes the day after that. That we would stop and be like Mary. And come to Jesus' feet. And listen to him. If you will pray this prayer with me that's going to be up on the screen. When I say amen, just for a minute enjoy a moment of peace and rest. You will pray this with me. Oh Lord, our God, we desire to stay focused on you this Advent season. Thank you for the gift of your Son. Help us to slow down, to rest, and enjoy your presence as we await Christ's return. Amen.